0: Hey gang, I'm Nikki LaCroce and you're listening to Who the Fuck? A show that explores the power of human connection and the profound resilience of the human spirit through compassionate conversations that help you better understand yourself so you can live with the sense of peace, purpose, and joy that you deserve. Each episode offers a safe space for guests to share intimate details of their personal journey and lessons learned along the way as we all seek to answer life's most important question. Who the fuck am I? Hey gang, it's February 21st, 2023. I'm your host, Nikki Croce, and today's episode is going to be me talking about what today is. And the episode that you might have been anticipating is going to come out shortly after this, but today... I needed to sit with the truth and I needed to share that truth because life is not this picture-perfect thing where everything always gets out the door on time in the way that you expected. When I started this season, I really committed to making sure that I would be consistent. I want there to be an episode every week for you because I want you to know that I appreciate the loyalty of the listeners of this show, and the loyalty to me and the stories that guests are sharing. Today, I need to share a little bit of my story. It's been two years since my mom passed away, and there's a lot of turmoil as you're going through the healing process of loss. It doesn't get easier in a way that feels okay. It gets easier in a way that feels functional. We start to get used to the lack of somebody's physical presence and we live our lives despite the loss because we know that we have to keep living. And still I think I just want to curl up in a ball and let the world fade away and remember what it was like before I knew what this felt like. It was my biggest fear to lose my mom. I think that's probably the case for a lot of people. My mom and I had our ups and downs, believe me. A lot of times it was because we were too similar and we would butt heads and it was hard to reach a point where one of us would bow out or step away from the argument because we just wanted to prove the point and we wanted the other person to hear us. And I'm grateful for that because my mom taught me how to have conviction in things. She taught me the importance of fighting for what you believe in. And I think a lot about growing up and I look at other people's families and I see some things that I wish that I had and some things that I just feel so unbelievably lucky to have experienced. We didn't have the type of family that was all in the same place at the same time. But when my mom passed away, I saw the unity that exists despite distance, despite time. I saw the way that my mom kept connections alive in her friendships, in her relationships with her family, and I realized that a lot of who I am is inspired by that. I grew up watching my mom have conversations with the secretary at my school or the admin assistants at doctor's offices I watched her fill her living room with Girl Scout cookie boxes so we could go around the neighborhood with our red flyer wagon selling them. I watched her dedicate her time to volunteering and heading up the book fair at our school for years, so much to the point that people called her the book fair lady. My mom's passion for people is something that I don't think I really understood until now. Well, until she was gone. She passed away two years ago, right before the vaccine was really readily available to everybody. And that was a really hard thing for us because the services were just so different than you would want them to be. Everybody's masked. You have to stay distance from each other. When all you really want is to hold each other close and to embrace and hold on to each other to experience the grief together, but also to experience the joy together, to remember together, to be close to one another and heal together. I look back at those moments and I think there was still a global pandemic and The church where we had her services was packed with people that were close to us. My grandparents, who were high risk, refused to stay home, and those are my dad's parents. My friends drove hours to spend two seconds with me in a receiving line to show up for me the way that I needed them to without an expectation that they would be there. People that my mom worked with 15, 20 years ago showed up saying they couldn't believe it and that they had to be there. People from our dentist's office. People that my mom brought in to our lives through her desire to know people, to care for people, to educate people. And I look at what I was given, the beauty of the life that I led because my parents we're so willing and available to my sister and myself. I mean, weekends of sports for 18 years, you know, not a lot of free time. And if you follow me, if you follow my partner, Nicole and I on social media or anything, you know that we're choosing to be child free. And I look at what my parents did. I look at what my sister's doing with her kids and I see how much love there is to prioritize your children over yourself. And sometimes I feel guilty about that because I know that my mom probably had moments that she wished she had to herself where she didn't have to show up somewhere, where she didn't have to be on. And one of the really amazing things for me since her passing is that My mom and her family really took a lot of photos throughout her whole life. I mean, she was 72 when she passed away, born in 1949. The amount of photographs that I have of my mom and her family are astounding. And the other night, I pulled out a CD that my mom had recorded for us a few years back. She was 21, and it was my grandparents, I think, 22nd anniversary. And she was in her apartment in Manhattan. She'd cooked them dinner. My Aunt Judy was there, much younger than my mom. And my Nana, my Grandpa Harry, who I never met, and my mom's Uncle Henry, who I never met. And I'd listened to the CD before, but it was a vague recollection. And so Nicole and I pulled out her boombox and pressed play. And I got. To hear parts of what made my mom such a good mom, I was able to hear her parents. My nana passed away when I was two, so I didn't remember her voice. It was as if I was there with them. My mom's voice sounded younger, and her New York accent was thicker. Never even thought to put a New York accent on my grandparents, don't know why. But there was joy in those moments that my mom thought to record. They were silly. They were playful. They were kind. They were sweet. They were respectful. It was a conversation laced in love. The type of love that my mom showed very clearly came in some part from how she was raised. And then I see the way that my sister parents her children and I'm so amazed she asks them how they feel and she addresses their needs and she does it in a way that's respectful and gentle. And I just think about how lucky I am to be part of a family that shows up, that shows their love, that creates space for one another and also makes sure that there's always room for laughter. A group of people who are undeniably supportive Despite the tiffs that we would have here or there, despite the political arguments that we could get into, it's like at such a core human level, this is family. This is what it's about. You show up when it matters. You give the love that you have, that you're capable of. And you find ways to be selfless because you care and that's what you want. You want the best for the people around you. And my mom embodied that. In so many ways. And she also really taught me what it meant to keep friendships as an adult. She and her best friend JT knew each other since college, since they were 17. And JT's family, her daughter Liz's family, like, these are people that I saw almost every year of my life growing up. Going back to New York with my mom and my family is what Christmas felt like for a long time. Being in Manhattan, getting some bagels, eating some finger sandwiches at JT's Christmas party. Remembering laughter, remembering joy, remembering love. It puts all those moments of disagreement and frustration just so far back in my mind of priorities. When I want to consider who my mom is and how... She showed up for us, how she created a life for her children and herself that gave us a sense of community and gave us that safety that you want. That's why losing somebody, especially a parent, is so just gut-wrenching. It's like the person that held it all together is all of a sudden not there, and it doesn't make sense anymore. And yet, you have to find a way to make it make sense. You have to find purpose in the loss, in the aftermath of the loss. My friend Amy said to me today, I know your mom's proud of you. And I said, yeah, I know she is too. And I just wish that she was here to experience it with me with us to see the happiness that I have now because right before she left I I was in a bad place I was leaving a really bad marriage and my parents came down to talk to me to try to help me through that while I was staying at my sister's. And they were gentle and loving. And I think a lot about how, as parents, that must have really been hard for them. It must be really hard to watch your kids suffer, to watch your kids feel like they can't get out of a bad situation and to know that you can't do anything about it. Or there's only so much you can do is probably a better way of putting it. And I think about how my mom just was so gentle and so kind and so calm when I wanted to talk to her that last night that I saw her in person. She was giving me space that I really needed to share One of the hardest things for me now is knowing that I could have shared more with her and I didn't. And sometimes I think that maybe she left because she knew that I wouldn't leave the situation I was in unless I could not justify it at all anymore. And I couldn't. I couldn't justify being in that bad situation anymore after her leaving. It was... So obvious to me that I deserved better. I saw the safety and the comfort that I needed for my family. That safety that they always provided, even if I felt like I couldn't talk to them. Like, my parents always loved me. Like, I never doubted that. And the hardest part is feeling like I never got a chance to say how much I appreciate that with the knowledge that I have now of who I am and how much they gave. So that's what this needs to be a little bit. If you're listening and you have parents who have shown up for you who are caring, kind human beings, even if they've made mistakes, tell them that you love them. Be gentle with them. Show them grace. I'm not saying accept abuse. If you have parents or family who treat you poorly, they don't deserve that energy. But if you have family or friends or relatives that have made your life better, that have given you new perspective, that have helped you grow. Tell them that. Don't wait and don't be afraid to tell them that because it helps to hear it. Those words matter. We joke around, Nicole and I, about how my greatest strength is complimenting people, giving genuine compliments to people. She pointed out to me that I... Use the phrase, can I just say, followed by whatever compliment's coming? Or if I know you well, it's, and I want you to know, followed by the compliment. So maybe that's something you can leverage, or maybe you have your own way of building into that, but do it. If you feel it, do it. If you feel it, say it. Show people. The goodness in them. We can't always see it ourselves. And sometimes we need somebody else to point it out. And that can make all of the difference. So I leave you with this. A new episode with a guest will be coming out this week. But not today. Today is about reflection, love, and remembrance of my mom, Debbie, Who raised me in a way that showed me the importance of bringing joy to the world. Who raised me to be the person that I am today. Who showed me what strength looks like. And showed me what safety looks like. And showed me what kindness looks like. Thanks for listening to Who the Fuck, and if you like what you hear, share the show with your friends, family, coworkers, or anyone else you think needs a healthy dose of introspection and raw authenticity. Feel free to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. It's always appreciated, and you can also visit who FCK.com to check out more content. Plus, you can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at whothefck underscore pod to keep up to date with what's new in my world and for exclusive bonus content. Catch you on the flip side.